Welcome to the Leadership Podcast with Pastor Sam Carr. Here you'll learn godly principles and real-world techniques for leading effectively. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Sam Carr, and welcome to the podcast today. And um, I've been talking about, and I hope I still have some listeners out there, uh, living a lifestyle that's pleasing to God. You know, the Bible teaches us, it's very clear in the Word of God uh, that uh, you have to please God in your life, in your lifestyle. A lot of people think, well, I can do what I want to and live how I want to, but that's not what the Word of God says. Uh, it says in the Word of God in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that Paul said, just as you have received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, for you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Now listen. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. And then Paul lists a few of those. One of them is sexual immorality. But, you know, you can't live in pride because you're not in sexual immorality when you're doing other things um, that, that you know are not pleasing to God in your life, in your lifestyle, and uh, you're trying to walk the, the, the course of the world and to try to walk God's way at the same time, and you just can't do it. Uh, there are times when you have to sanctify yourself, and that word sanctify there means to separate yourself, to purify yourself, and to be consecrated in your heart and in your life. And we've been using the example here of Esau because the Bible says that Esau sold his birthright for a morsel of food, that he did not respect his birthright. He did not... Uh, um, allow his birthright to be valuable to him. It says he profaned it or he called it common. And so what happens when you do this is the Bible says that you do what, ha what happened to Esau. You fall short of the grace of God. Now, I want you to listen to me today because there have been some mistaken teachings about the grace of God that, well, it's a, it covers me. God's grace covers me. It doesn't matter how bad I am, how bad I live, God's grace covers me. Listen, God's grace does not cover your lifestyle. It covers you in forgiveness when you repent of your lifestyle to live the way God wants you to live. Don't kid yourself into thinking, well, God's grace has covered me. I can live like I want, you know, and it'll be okay. Well, why did Paul list sins in here uh, that were not pleasing to God, if that's the case? It's because there are, there are ways that you can separate yourself from the grace of God by your actions. When you reject your birthright and live like the world, and you're wanting God's grace to cover you, you're mistaken. Now, I'm not talking about somebody who gets into sin, they get trapped, they make a mistake, they ask God to forgive them. God's mercy, His grace is there to cleanse you, to forgive you. But it's just like the woman who was caught in adultery. Jesus didn't say, okay, go back to what you were doing. He said, leave and don't sin anymore. Why? Because you get away and get out from under that flow of God's grace in your life. And that's what happened to Esau. He fell short, the Bible says, of God's grace. Or another translation says, he failed to avail himself of the grace of God. Now, here's the thing that I want to show you, because this is what happens when you get over into this. When you, you get caught up, it would be the best way. Uh, in, in this, and when you do, you get in trouble 
and, and, and it will really cause a problem uh, in your life. Esau was the one that, that was, was used as our warning. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, it says, Look carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. So you can fall short of the grace of God. Now listen to what it says. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. And he used Esau as an example. Well, what exactly does that mean? Well, first of all, you need to understand what a root of bitterness is uh, because it will cause you to fall away from God's grace. Uh, one translation says, no root with bitter fruit grows up to trouble you. Be cautious that no root with better, bitter fruit grows up to trouble you. The Amplified Bible, that will shoot forth and cause trouble and bitter torment. Now, here's the thing. It says that there, a root of bitterness sprang up. The root is not bitterness. The root, the bitterness is the fruit of a life that's living outside the grace of God. It's living uh, your life. And I'm going to show you this from the Word of God. Um, you need to understand that when you make up your mind, you're going to live like you want to live, live the lifestyle that you want to live and try to justify it, that you fail, fall short of the grace of God. And what happens, it says a root of bitterness springs up and it starts to bear fruit. Bitterness and resentment, listen to me, are not the root, they're the fruit. The root, are you ready, is rebellion. The root is rebellion. God dealt with this with the children of Israel over in Deuteronomy 29 in verse 28. He warned them, he said, Beware lest there should be among you a man or woman or family or tribe. And let me, let me read this out of the King James. It would be easier here for us to do it that way, I think. Listen to this. Whose heart turns away to, today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of the nations or live like the world, that they may not be among you a root bearing bitterness and wormwood. Now, here's how it works. Here's what happens. This is how you can tell. So it may not happen when you hear the words of the curse that he blesses himself in his heart saying, now listen to this, because this is what people do when they want to live like they want to live and yet expect God to work in their lives. And this is, a bit, this is the root. It's rebellion. I shall have peace even though I follow the dictates of my own heart as though the drunkard could be included with the sober. The Lord will not spare him. Then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy will burn against that man. So that's pretty strong stuff. Now, here's what happens. Listen, and this happens in the New Covenant just as well. When you try to cover your sin by justification of grace or, or well, everybody else is doing it, and you want to live like you want to live, and the words come out of your mouth, God's going to bless me anyway. Even though I live like I want to live, God's going to bless me anyway. 
I can still like have God and live in my own stubbornness and live like I want to live, and it'll be okay. Well, that's exactly what happens when you don't try to live a, a, a lifestyle of sanctification, a lifestyle of pleasing God. You start justifying your life by saying, God's going to bless me anyway. I can do what I want. And it's interesting that the example that that's used here about this is it talks about the fact, and I, I really like this because I think it really helps you. It's like the drunkard saying he can be included with the sober. I don't know whether you've ever been around drunk people or not, but I was one, and I was in the restaurant and bar business, so I was around drunk people. Both my parents were alcoholics, so I'm well aware of what drunkenness does. And when you put drunk people in the midst of sober people, they don't mix. Because what happens? Well, there's the, the drunk people think they're just like everybody else, and they're not. They're stumbling over themselves. They're actually making fools of themselves. But they think they're okay. I remember my dad used to come home, you know, drunk, and he'd think he, he'd say, I'm fine, I'm not drunk. Well, we all knew he was, but in his mind, I ain't drunk, but everybody else knew it. And see, what happens is when you live a lifestyle that's not pleasing to God, it's evident, it's evident that you're like a drunkard in the midst of the sober, and you can't live there. There is a difference. And today, people are trying to say their sinful lifestyle is just as good as a righteous, holy lifestyle. And, and a lot of times, they say, well, you're just trying to be holier than I. You're just trying to put me in bondage or put me under the law. No, I'm trying to save you from destruction because you've been trapped in rebellion. So what do you do? You're, there has to be a sincere ex forgiveness and desire to walk upright before God and please Him. Say, God, I don't want to live that way. I want to live in a way that's pleasing to you. Forgive me. Forgive me. Listen, I, I'll just be honest with you. I've been doing this for over 40 years, and I've had to use those words many times because I knew what I did didn't please God, and I, I asked him to forgive me. But I didn't keep on doing it. I changed. One translation, the Living Bible says, I shall prosper even though I walk in my own ways. No, you won't prosper. You won't prosper because, listen to me, you have to walk in God's world His way. You have to live the way God wants you to live and operate the way He wants you to operate. And, and I like the way it talks about this uh, in, in, in um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. There is a way to walk and to please God. And it's God's will for you to be sanctified and that you abstain from things that would, would, would cause problems in your life. So don't get caught in that place of saying, and one translation says it this way, prosperity I shall have, although in the stubbornness of my heart I go on. No, you have to be willing to change. And when you are willing to change, You'd be amazed at what God can do. One of the saddest things to me is it says in Hebrews that, that on the surface, Esau tried to change. And it says he found no place of repentance, even though he sought it. But when you study that word out, you'll find out that Esau couldn't find a place of willingness to change. 
his moral purpose. His repentance was, well, uh, I, I don't want to die, and, but I want to do this too. And, 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 but I, and he could never find that place, that solid place where he had that sense of sorrow for what he had done and walk in true repentance and change his moral purpose. Listen, you have got to recognize that God has called you to a leadership of his kingdom. And that means there is a holiness, a sanctification there that you don't want to do anything that's not pleasing to God. And so I want to challenge you today. Examine your heart. Examine your life. Say, Lord, if there's things unpleasing to you, let the Holy Spirit reveal them to me. But when he does, you got to be ready to change. And trust me, I've been there. I know you have to change, and God can do great things for you. So listen, don't sell your birthright for a morsel of food. Don't, don't get out there living like the world and, and not walking what God wants for your life and be pleasing to him and think it's okay because there's a danger there to that. Well, my time's up for today. I trust you got something out of this. God bless you. Till next time. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. The Leadership Podcast is part of Word of Life Ministries in Shreveport, Louisiana. You can connect with Pastor Carr or Word of Life Ministries on our Facebook, Twitter, or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.